This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. So glad you could join me. Hope you're having a good week as the summer continues to lurch from autumn to the highest August bank holiday on record. Season change is approaching, but not quite yet, at least in the UK. Whenever people come to visit the alpacas, they discover fairly quickly that while they had come to watch the alpacas, the alpacas are taking as much interest in them as the other way around. The watchers become the watched. The alpacas don't miss much. It is possible they understand everything that you say. At least it looks that way. I have mentioned Alice before, who stands nearby when we're talking, watches the conversation backwards and forwards between people. It looks just like she understands every word that's being said. Not that she agrees with it, mind you. The critical alpaca. I remember on one occasion I was splitting logs and tossing them into a trailer. This is not a quiet operation. I had my head down, focusing on splitting the log and then tossing them without looking into the trailer with a bang as it landed and hit the sides. After some time I glanced up to see a semicircle of alpacas gathered round to watch what on earth I was doing. They stared at me, seeming to say, I wouldn't do it that way if I was you. There was clearly interest in the activity, and there was clearly watching of every move, and with the sound of logs crashing into the trailer near them, they still wanted to be in the middle of the action. Howell, our top male, is also a watcher. I've mentioned before how he follows the females down the valley, in his field, but in line with wherever they are. His Casanova tendencies come to the fore, and he's always trying to talk to the girls over the fence. When people come to meet the alpacas, and he's around, not trying to follow the girls, he will come and stand nearby, and then he stares. He watches, and watches, with an amazing steady gaze. Then at some point he does this appraisal, He looks the visitors up and down with a somewhat dismissive glance, trying to decide whether they are useful. Any food? Second breakfasts? Perhaps you could open the gate so we can go visit the girls. He has lovely presence and stands so well, fitting the part of being top stud male, with a critical eye to appraise guests. Hermione, when close to delivering her career, notices me watching her and watches back. He's back again, and he's staring at me. I'm sure he is. She holds my gaze until I busy myself with something else or walk away. No getting anything past that one. Have you ever been watched by an alpaca? It is a delight to be acknowledged by them in this way, but it can also be slightly unnerving. I'll stick with the delight. As you spend time around alpacas, and I know you want to, they will teach you, if you allow them to, the critical look, 
and their behaviour will tell you a lot if you pay attention. Are you moving too quickly, standing too close, or invading their space by crossing an invisible comfort line? In time, as they learn to trust you, it's possible to be allowed in, if you know what I mean. From shearing to injections to toenails, alpacas will not like what you do, even though they may greatly appreciate the outcomes. They will, however, learn to trust the intent. They come to recognise that intent not to harm, but to do them good. I think that's why they will remain stood close to you after you release them, rather than run away and cower by the gate, longing to escape. For example, the loud screams and spitting of some during shearing turned to silence and curiosity when relieved of their fleece and released from the shearing mat. They tend to leave the stable, but as we clean up after them to get ready for the next customer, they usually casually wander back in and have a nose around. I can only assume they're not that traumatised by the experience. New things need time and a bit of examination. It's true of all of us, but particularly alpacas. This goes for career seeing their first broom up against a gate, as much as for adults having to pass a plastic bag snagged but blowing in the wind in the bramble bush. A particularly striking occasion was taking a couple of our stud males to service some females and having to use a different vehicle to tow the horse box without four-wheel drive. To avoid complications of being stuck in the mud, I stopped in the car park and decided to walk our stud male, Owen, along a tarmac path to reach the females. Unloading was uneventful, but in front of the gate in the car park was a hatched area of yellow paint to stop cars parking there. Would he cross those unfamiliar lines on the road? No way. He looked and he backed away and he twisted and he turned. Eventually, the usual alpaca solution was employed. Jump over it. It was either that or sit down. But he knew there were some girls to visit. Take your time. Let them have a good look to weigh up the risk. It's so much better than just forcing the issue. Unless the barn's on fire. Putting on a halter for the first time is a similar operation of slowly introducing and allowing them to both see and smell this strange thing before it's pulled over their nose and clamped in place on their face. Slower and gently wins the day usually. And with halter training, or any training really, you need to stop before you need to stop. Finish on a successful win. Don't be impatient or over-eager to make progress. It will come, and it will be both understood and accepted. I've generally found that once they know what's expected of them, they will cooperate. There are a few exceptions, of course, because they understand what is expected of them and won't cooperate. I remember one farm where I helped out with shearing their alpacas, and as the group were being moved towards the shearing area, they saw me at a distance and recognised me. So one of them firstly rolled in a pile of ash from burning hedge trimmings and then deliberately climbed into the water trough, all the time watching me. It delayed his shearing slightly, but I still won in the end. It was so deliberate, though. He knew. He knew exactly what he was doing. 
Another male about to be sheared saw me coming and stood up tall, ears up, tail up, and deliberately tested his kick. Right leg. Left leg. Right. Ready for the shearer. A critical alpaca indeed. We made friends afterwards. Or maybe just came to an understanding. Keep watching and let your alpacas teach you. If you have any questions or comments, as always, drop me a line or leave a message through the button on the website. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hedford. Have a good day.